Welcome to episode 209 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at Season 9, Episode 5, Lord of the Flies. The original air date was December 16th, 2001. It was actually the final episode from 2001. It was directed by Kim Manners, whose name we've heard many, many times over the years of this podcast, and it was written by Thomas Schnauz. Now, this is his first episode of The X-Files, but we did discuss his career before, as he had written two episodes of The Lone Gunman. So this episode starts with students filming something for The Dumbass Show, which is clearly a parody of Jackass, which was very popular at the time, where people did you know, really dumb things on camera just for the sake of being on TV. And one of the participants, actually sort of the headline participant, was supposed to be coming down a hill in a shopping cart and going over a ramp to jump over a girl with a torch in her mouth when he goes off to the side. And when they take his helmet off, they find that his head has somehow caved in. Doggett and Reyes are called in by the medical examiner to take a look at it. And we end up with an episode that is designed as an homage primarily to Season 3's War of the Coprophages. So it's another episode with comedic intentions, specifically riffing on the insects and entomologists that we had in that cockroach episode. As it goes, there are moments where the comedy works very well. There are moments where you can't really tell that it's intended to be a comedic episode. And we do find that... There's a teenager there who was in love with the girl who was going to have the the cart jump over her, who can control the insects and make them do what he wants. And we know his father's been missing for a while. He and his mother aren't getting along. She keeps trying to explain the changes he's going through, and he's telling her she doesn't understand. He's not just able to control insects. He has some insect appendages inside his mouth, we eventually learn. And we also eventually learn his mother has the same, and she really does understand, and she's trying to explain. This is actually an homage to travelers from way back in the earlier seasons when they were talking about making human hybrids. This was meant to be a subtle reference to that, saying that program was successful, and they are the products of that program. So even though it feels like a one-off, it really is tied into the continuity of the series. So the guest cast includes Hank Harris. He actually plays the boy who has the ability to control the bugs. He's got 50 acting credits to his name, most recently at the time of this recording in 2019. He is best known for his work in Insidious Chapter 2, Pumpkin, Mercury Rising, and Hellbent. So his career dates back to 1997. This is his only appearance on The X-Files. Samir Armstrong plays the female love interest. She is best known for her work in Stay Alive, It's a Boy-Girl Thing, Just My Luck, and The O.C. 56 acting credits to her name, including several in post-production. With recurring roles also on The Mentalist, Dirty Sexy Money, and Entourage. So she's had a fairly successful career which launched in 2000. 
So this was fairly early on. She'd previously appeared in Party of Five, Freaks and Geeks, That's Life, and kept on going from there. Michael Wiseman is best known for his work in Vegas, NYPD Blue, Planet of the Apes, and this episode of The X-Files, where he plays Dr. Rocky Bronzino, an entomologist who relentlessly hints on Scully in a deliberate riff on Dr. Bambi, who Mulder was interested in from War of the Cobrophages. He's got 62 acting credits to his name, most recently in 2017. His credits date back to 1987. Now, Brandon Williams is best known for his work in Mean Creek, Halloween H2O, Mystery Men, and Never Been Kissed. He is the boy who dies in the teaser. He also had a recurring role in Entourage. 48 acting credits to his name, most recently from 2017. Now, Eric Egan has 35 acting credits to his name, best known for Flatliners, Brooklyn Bridge, The Cure, and The Vanishing. This is one of his last credits. So his career started in 1987, and his last three credits were the camera dude in this episode of The X-Files, Larry in Survival Island, and a couple of guest spots in the TV series Providence from 2002. So he does not appear to be active in acting. IMDb doesn't have a lot of information about him. There's no birth date or anything like that. But it seems like he's one of the child actors who has chosen not to continue on film. Perhaps he's working on the stage. Perhaps he just changed careers entirely. Now, there are three much more notable guest stars in this. Aaron Paul plays sort of the friend of the deceased who was really driving things coming forward. He is best known these days for his role as Jesse Pinkerton in Breaking Bad. So apparently Vince Gilligan was impressed enough, he kept him going. Uh, he's also in El Camino, Need for Speed, and The Last House on the Left as his best-known productions, in addition to things like Westworld, Bojack Horseman, Truth Be Told, and so forth. So his career kicked off in 1998, and he has been working fairly steadily ever since. Now the guest star who's probably the most recognizable at the time was Eric Avari. He is best known for playing Cecil Anderson in Mr. Deeds, Dr. Terrence Bay in The Mummy, Kasuf in Stargate, and Jazjeet in Hachi, A Dog's Tale. He's got 150 credits to his name, most recently in 2019, and he's one of those guys that you just immediately recognize. At the time this was made, he was probably best known for Stargate and Independence Day, since he had roles in both of those films. The superhero fans among us may also know him as Elektra's father in the Daredevil film starring Ben Affleck. And now in a Before They Were Star style casting, this also features Jane Lynch. She is best known now for playing Sue Sylvester on Glee, as well as Calhoun on Wreck-It Ralph, Laurie Bonner in A Mighty Wind, and Sweeney in Role Models. 209 credits to her name, most recently Chief of Naval Operations in Space Force, plus some work in post-production, she has had quite the successful career that really started to take off not long after this. So all in all, it's an entertaining episode. It is technically part of the bigger mythological story arc, but it is very easy to miss that it's part of the bigger story arc because the 
connections to travelers are so subtle. It is the return to the comedic episode, and like I said, some parts work. The Dr. Rocky Bronzino scenes tend to play nicely for comedy, especially with Gillian Anderson's reactions to him. Some of the other moments are decidedly less comedic, so it's not quite the non-stop comedy that we've had from previous comedic episodes. Anyway, that wraps up pretty much everything we have to say about Lord of the Flies. Join us again in two weeks' time when we take a look at Trust No One. Thank you for listening.